Hello, and welcome to episode nine of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I am your co-host, Sarah, and I am here with Heather and Sharla. Hey, ladies. Hi, everyone. Hi. And this week, we are going to be talking about probably my favorite topic. It might even edge out food for me, but it's all kind of one big thing. The holidays at Disney. I love a holiday. You guys know this about me. I my house. Has anybody? If, have you guys ever seen uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're gonna. I'm gonna make you watch it just for no other reason so that you understand the reference when I say, like, <laughs> I'm about to begin the Griswoldification of my home. <laughs> it's full on Clark Griswold around here. I'm literally sitting in my office and I am surrounded by the staging of Christmas. I haven't gone as far as putting any of the de- decorations up, but they're literally staged all around me. And I still have my Halloween decorations up. I'm holding no. on as long as I can to Halloween. So Sarah, you're pretty much the equivalent of Disney when it That's comes to exactly early. That is exactly <laughs> right. As Halloween's over. Christmas has come in in full swing. And- Boom. Overnight. Yes. Now, typically I'm very, this, this is actually the first year that I've decorated or I'm going to be decorating early. Normally I'm a bit of a stickler for Halloween first, Thanksgiving next, and then Christmas. And typically my decorations, my Christmas decorations don't go up until after Thanksgiving. But you know what? This year, I'm going full on Disney. That's it. Halloween's over. Boom. Bring on Christmas. I'm in. I'm ready. And there's a study actually recently that came out that shows that putting up your holiday decorations may actually make you happier. So boom. Science. You come and do my tree then. I will. (laughs) I totally will. I have two trees. That's how crazy it's gotten in this house. Because I love Christmas decorations and they do definitely make me happier. It's just the putting up and taking down that exhausts me so. Yes. Oh, I love I love that part oh, too, though, because then field I get trip to, to Heather's pick house. Pick and choose. Yay! All right, all right. I get to say yes. This goes here. This goes here. Yes. <laughs> and I'm the one that I'm one of those crazy type A OCD Christmas decorators where it's like the tree has a theme and the ornaments go in a particular section and like so like I have one tree that's just Disney, and there's all the Cinderella ornaments go together and all the Tinkerbell ornaments. Like I'm I'm that level of crazy. <laughs> 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 It's a little much, but most of my stuff is Disney and anything that's not is pretty much Santa Claus. So I have Disney and Santa all over my tree mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't organize it. I just do what I think is pretty. Yes. So I'm, I'm super, super excited. And that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. So we're going to be going over what does Disney do for the holidays at Disney World, Disneyland, and on board the Disney Cruise Line. But first, we had some really exciting news this week. Did you guys hear about this? The Disney After Hours event has been expanded. Yay. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I I went to Disney After Hours at Magic Kingdom a year and a half ago, and we had an absolute blast. Um, So the fact that they're putting it elsewhere is really cool, too. Yeah. So for those Um, of our listeners who don't know what this is, Sharla, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Okay. So this is a special ticketed event um, in the evenings, much like the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or Very Merry Christmas Party, but it's not themed for anything in particular. There's not a special parade or special fireworks. This is an after-hours event um, for several hours after Magic Kingdom and now the other parks close, and the rides and attractions are open, um, characters are open with very short lines, if any lines, and they have free ice cream. 
So mm. that's better than And it's not just cream. free ice cream, right? I think it's free popcorn and free soda. Yeah, it, um, yeah popcorn, soda. Um, Mickey bars. I, I mean, who goes past, the, who goes past <laughs> the ice cream? But yeah, it was, it's not just any ice cream like the Dole Whip. It was the, it was the, the things in the, in the prepackaged bars, like Mickey bars or those um, orange sickle things that they have, the, that sort of thing. Um, and they had special stands set up just for that thing. You didn't have to go to a specific place. They were all over the place. That's fantastic. And and it, from now, of course, Disney never releases how many tickets they sell for these types of events. But from what I've heard from you and from you know other friends that have participated is it seems to be a very small number of tickets that actually really get sold. Like 30, <laughs> like 30 people were there. I mean, it was not very crowded. I mean, it was, I mean, it was obviously more than 30, but it was not very many people. Um, we rode um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train um, a bunch of times in a row. Um, there was absolutely no wait for that. And we all know how big of a wait that, that ride usually has. We did not stop to meet characters on this one, but the the really long character lines, like usually the princesses and Mickey Mouse, not long at all. Everything was fantastic. We just walked right on. That's amazing. So now they have expanded it to um, actually the only park basically that is not participating is Epcot. So it's now available on select nights at the Magic Kingdom, at Hollywood Studios, and at Animal Kingdom. So I think that's pretty incredible. I would love to do one at um Hollywood studios because now that we've seen it that we've all seen toy story land i haven't seen it at night yet and i think it'd be so much fun yeah and i think that's going to be i mean last week we talked about the crowds i think this is going to be a good way to help avoid those crowds i mean yeah it's going to cost a little bit more money but it's a really it's not a bad price for what you get and you know if you want to yeah. load yourself down on short wait times and lots of ice cream this is the way to do it yeah and how much are the tickets do you remember <laughs> don't know um ours we get we got ours as a magical moment uh we were there for um our anniversary and we stayed at the boardwalk and when when we checked in the cast member said it's your anniversary we have a few tickets to this after hours event tonight do you want to go and we said yeah absolutely and so it was even charlotte gets upgraded the time (laughs) is what you all need to know Okay, Everything. Like twice, but yeah, all the time. Um, Just not when we're with her. No, when I do get upgraded, it's a really mm-hmm. good upgrade. But it happen. It does happen very rarely. Um, but yes, we got. Uh, we did get to go to this event um, at no cost to us. And I mean, hey, we yeah. actually made money on it. Yep. If you think about and I actually just cream. looked it up. It is currently, and prices, of course, are always subject to change. One hundred and twenty-four dollars per adult plus tax. Honestly, I would pay that in a heartbeat. For no lines, mm-hmm. yes, please sign me up. And free snacks. I mean, at one hundred percent, I would do that. No questions asked. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it really was fun, and I would be happy to do it again, and I'd be happy to pay for it. But to go to another park to see what they do there would be really yeah, great. Lots of fun. All right, so that's the news from Disney. Let's get into it. I'm so excited. I wish I had some little music snippet here you know that we had the rights to that I wouldn't get in trouble for playing because I love the holidays and I love holiday music and I love everything about it so let's start with the what I think of as the biggest sort of holiday celebration because of course Disney does it big for the holidays everywhere but I really don't think they do it I really I have to say I think Walt Disney World has the biggest and the best and the boldest and the brightest of the holiday decorations 
I think the Magic Kingdom does. Uh, Epcot's nice too. It, it's Epcot's a little more subtle. Disney World at the holidays, broad strokes at this point, people, because there's lots of things to cover. And if you visit our website at DisneyParkPrincess.com, we have already covered sort of dining at the holidays and a couple of other things for the holidays. So, you know, check the blog for more information. But broad strokes, as everybody has said, you know, Halloween ends and literally starting at, you know, midnight, <laughs> you know, November 2nd or something like that, the decorations start to go up and they are everywhere. Yeah, the um, so they take down all those really festive pumpkin wreaths and replace them with holiday wreaths. Um, put up Christmas trees everywhere. Not just the big Christmas tree that um, is sometimes at the flagpole and sometimes down Main Street, some depending on if the parade has taped yet. But little Christmas trees everywhere you go. The resort hotels, the um, just just at Magic Kingdom alone, if you look in the windows on Main Street, you'll see Christmas And my favorite part might be the resorts because what I love so much about the decorations at the resorts is all of the holiday decorations at all of the Walt Disney World resorts are themed specifically to that resort. So the decorations that you see at the Beach Club are completely different than the decorations that you see at Animal Kingdom Lodge or Grand Floridian or Contemporary or anywhere else, which I just love. Let's not forget what my favorite holidays is Grand Radiant. The Grand Radiant goes on the gingerbread house. There's a life-size red house. In and you can gingerbread. actually buy freshly baked gingerbread. It's super expensive, but it is worth it because it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Contemporary has gingerbread for sale now, too. This is the second or third year they've done that. Um, this year, it, there is a frozen themed little display over toward the magic kingdom on the, um, the magic kingdom side of the grand concourse, the grand Floridian, what's it called? Grand Canyon concourse. And it's, it's a whole, looks like Elsa's ice palace and they sell gingerbread and cookies and they even do sell those shingles like they do at the grand Floridian. So it's another good, good place to buy it. So cute. Yeah, they've really expanded the gingerbread offerings. But I have to say, Heather, I think you're right. The Grand Floridian, it was the OG gingerbread mm-hmm. house, and it is the biggest and most amazing. It's really fun to watch them build it, too. If you've ever been there when they're building the gingerbread house, it is a sight to see. And that's honestly one of the reasons why this time of year at Walt Disney World is kind of my favorite time to visit. It's all of the decorations are still going up and you can really watch the process. So from the beginning of your stay to the end of your stay, the resorts really transform and it's so much fun to watch. And also another little fun fact about the Grand Floridian gingerbread house, which I didn't know, I don't even think that they advertise it, but um, the pastry chefs from the Grand Floridian come out a couple of times during the day and just do little baking classes in front of the gingerbread house. So they'll teach you how to make a gingerbread house or how to make gingerbread. Um, And it's just, it's super quick, maybe 30 minutes and it's a lot of fun. Love it. And one little fun thing that they do is they have, and in each hotel, like the boardwalk will have them, the beach club will have it. They have hidden Mickeys throughout their gingerbread mm-hmm. displays. So they'll sometimes say there's X number of hidden Mickeys. How many can you find? Some of them are very easy and some of them are very, very difficult to find. And that's different yeah. every single year. Yep. I love it. Okay. So that's the resorts. We've talked about the parks. The parks go. Let's talk about some of um, the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, which is held at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, I love it. it snows on Main Street. 
It is so much fun. So much like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which we've discussed on a previous episode, um, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, as Heather mentioned, is an after hours, maybe it was Charlotte, it's an after hours event, starts at 7 p.m. on select nights, goes until midnight, exclusive parades, exclusive stage shows, uh, character meet and greets, and it is a limited sale. And again, they don't tell us how many tickets that they sell to these things, although I feel like they sell more than they used to. Yes, they yeah. definitely do. I will say that. Um, but if you are trying to get your cute picture holiday cards for your family, oh, this is the place to do it because all of the characters are decked out in their holiday gear and it's you know special costumes that you can only see at the party um, up until the week of Christmas and um, the fireworks. Again, it's I have seen some really fantastic holiday cards come through my mail that were taken at this event. I just love it so much. And I think the biggest draw, too, of the Christmas party is that this is the only place you can see the Christmas parade at Magic Kingdom up until Christmas week. So if you're going to be visiting through November and all through December up until maybe the 19th or the 20th, this is the only place that you're going to be able to see mm-hmm. that Christmas parade. Yep. It and there's snacks. Oh, yes. And hot cocoa. And hot chocolate. And hot cocoa. Yes. I'd love to get my um I love to get my cookies and my hot cocoa and then grab a spot and watch the parade and see Santa go by. And oh my gosh, I just oh I love it. I love the dancing gingerbread men. I love everything about it. And then as you mentioned, if you're watching the parade from Main Street, it actually snows. It does. And this is a good this is a good time. You know, we've talked about we can you can do things like um, do the rides or meet characters with a lot smaller weights, but it's just a really good time to explore the park in a way that you would not see when it's normally very crowded and a lot of pe- and there's just a lot of people milling around. You can see a lot of things that you just don't normally get to see, whether it's just whether it's a holiday decoration or anything else. It's a great time to just take your time, relax sit down, enjoy yourself in the park rather than feeling mm-hmm. like you have to be on the go all the time. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about New Year's Eve, right? Okay. So the big sort of finale to the holidays at Disney is New Year's Eve. And there are a variety of special events that are held. Uh, one that was just announced the other day and New Year's Eve is a um, dessert beach party at Fort Wilderness, which is available for guests, but there's others, right? So I think the fanciest one, um, and forgive me, I don't know the price off my head, but I know it is pricey. New Ave New Year's Eve ball gala cocktail party at the, um, the California Girl. Everybody gets dressed all fancy in the campaign toast and a band playing. And of course you can watch the fantasy in the sky fireworks from the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And I think there's also some other events as well over at, they sort of try to spread them out a little bit. So there's one over at the boardwalk and there's one at a couple of different resorts. Um, and then of course there's special New Year's Eve fireworks that are held at each of the Disney theme parks. And sometimes they have special New Year's Eve fireworks that you don't have to stay up till midnight to, to watch. A lot of times they'll do the same show at like 9 or 10 PM as they do at midnight. So if you have little ones, this is a great way to enjoy those. Can I yeah. tell you my favorite thing about living on the West Coast now is that I get the, the feed, the East Coast feed of the ball drop in Times Square at 9.05 p.m. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So Heather, let's take a trip over to your neck of the woods and let's talk about the holidays at Disneyland. And I know Disneyland, of course, is a much smaller locale than Walt Disney World. Um, but Pound for pound, I think they do a lot of fantastic things over there, right? 
I think Disney, I'm just, I'm going to say this. I prefer the holidays at Disneyland than I do at Walt Disney World. Mm. Um, And the only reason being is because they do so much in such a small space. Whereas at Walt Disney World, you kind of have to, you know, if you're at Hollywood Studios, you have to seek out some of the decorations. Everything is Christmas all the time out here. Uh, And so the first big difference is that we don't have a Christmas party on, on the West Coast. So all of the holiday entertainment and decoration is available to all the guests all day. So our Christmas parade is every day. It replaces the afternoon parade um, and their special Christmas shows that happen. Um, And over at Disneyland, of course, we still have the Haunted Mansion holiday up that holds over from Halloween and goes through the first week of January. But um, my favorite thing, Sarah, I mean, you love Christmas decorations and Christmas lights, so you would love this, is Small World Holiday, where the Imagineers come in and completely decorate It's a Small World for Christmas. I'm talking every inch of the inside and outside of this attraction is covered in a light. And it's just, they do um, a lighting ceremony every night, just like they do for the castle because uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland also has the beautiful um, icicle lights that we have in Walt Disney World. So there's a lighting ceremony for that. And then there's a second lighting ceremony for It's a Small World Holiday. And when you go inside, Everything, the song is completely different. It's a holiday song and every inch of that is celebrating holidays around the world. So, you know, Chinese New Year, um, all the different Christmas celebrations from around the world. It's just, it's so festive and it's I so much fun. I have to see and this. I have to see it. It's so great. And one of the things that, that surprised me about the Small World overlay is is the music. You mentioned the music, but it's they still have an element of the it's a small world song but then it's like mashed up with jingle Christmas or yes and when you get to uh Ariel because she you know at the Disneyland version of small world all year long they have the different Disney characters in there when you get to Ariel she sings jingle shells stop it (laughs) jingle shells jingle shells I like I'm laughing now I giggle every time it's so cute (laughs) yeah it's it's like it's a small world. I mean, one thing about, thing about Disneyland and their holiday celebrations is they have so many overlays. Um, at Walt Disney World, now we have the Jingle Cruise, but Disneyland has been doing that for years. Um, and it's even better at Disneyland, I think. Um, it's kind of a more low-key version at Walt Disney World. And they've got the Haunted Mansion still, and it's a small world. And I think... They have some stuff in Carsland too, um, like they do for Halloween. It's great. We do so. Carsland decorates the, the Cars residence. They decorate every year for Christmas, and and just like for Halloween, like Charlotte said, all of their Christmas decorations are made out of car parts, which is adorable. Um, so every evening when the sun goes down, Carsland is famous for turning on the neon, and it's kind of like a little mini celebration. Um, and so they play. 1950s Christmas carols as the neon comes up, but um, both two of the rides in Cars Land get an overlay as well. So uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree becomes Mater's Jingle Jamboree, 
And Luigi's becomes Luigi's joy to the world. And so they both get Christmas overlays with Christmas songs and new uh, Christmas, I guess, dances and jokes. So that's a lot of fun. Um, Let's see. We also have our holiday fireworks happen every night here at Disneyland. So they're called Believe in Holiday Magic. So that's a lot of fun. Um, And then over at Disney's California Adventure Park, um, two of my favorite things for the holidays that – one that we don't have on the East Coast and the other Epcot is just starting to bring in, but we'll start with the festive uh, festival food marketplace booths. I don't think there's an official name for it here, but basically it's a little mini Christmas market um, and it's all different cuisines and foods from around the world. And it actually started in Disney's California Adventure as opposed to the other way around because usually Florida does that and they bring it out west. But um, about three or four years ago, Disney's California Adventure started putting in a little mini food and wine festival, but for the holidays. So it is different holiday foods and traditions from around the world, which is a lot of fun. And the foods are really good, really big portions out here on the West Coast, as opposed to Epcot's, which are a little bit smaller tapas size. And then my favorite thing at California Adventure is the Viva Navidad celebration. Um, and because there is such a, uh, a Mexican heritage out here in Southern California, Disney has done a whole little parade slash dance party, um, band performances celebrating Mexican culture and how they celebrate Christmas. And it is the most colorful, wonderful experience at at any Disney park I've seen. It's just everybody wants to get up and dance. I love that. That sounds like so much fun. All right. So let's get to one of the big differences between Walt Disney World and Disneyland, right? And I know, Heather, you're chomping at the bit on this one. (laughs) So at Epcot nightly, we have the Candlelight Processional. There's, I think, three shows per night. Um, Different celebrity narrators, you know, will do you know, a couple days at a time. It's a huge thing. It's available to everybody. Um, very easy to get in. This is not the case for Disneyland's Candlelight Processional, right? Tell us about no, it. No. So, well, obviously the one out here at Disneyland is the original. Walt Disney started this himself, I think back in 1956, maybe the year after the park opened. Um, and it was always meant to be an intimate telling of the Christmas story. And that's what is still remains in Disneyland. Epcot has taken it and made it a big production. And for all the guests out here at Disneyland, that is not the case. It happens on only two nights. This year, it happens to be December 1st and 2nd. Um, It happens very close to park close. And it is by invite only. So there are a lot of VIPs that are going to be there. I don't know how you get on this list. They may have a handful, and I mean no more than 10 seats. that they give away that day at the park um, for people who are willing to camp out for hours. I mean, five hours plus sometimes overnight. Um, Otherwise, you are going to camp out. You get into the park that morning and you are going to sit on Main Street and you are not going to move until about 7 or 8 p.m. when the show starts. So you can see the the chorus process down Main Street. So in Disneyland, it is still a very intimate affair. The choir's Um, process down Main Street to the train station in Town Square, which has been turned into a theater. And Disneyland uses all of the buildings in Town Square as the stage. So they 
turn the train station into the rafters where the chorus sings. There are um, heralders that stand on top of the building surrounding uh, town square. So it, I've, I was lucky enough to see it one year and I have never experienced anything like it. it it's just, it's truly intimate and, and special as opposed to the spectacle that is in Epcot, but just don't plan on seeing it because it's really, it's not meant for the masses to see. Yeah. I, I almost wish they would give it like a different name or something. Cause I think a lot of guests think, Oh, candlelight processional, they have it at Disneyland too. And get it in their head that they might be able to see it while they're there. And of course the experience is, is very different. I think it can be disappointing for, for people um, who are used to the Walt Disney world. Version, yeah. And that's a so. shame too, that most people can't see it because it's such a highlight at Epcot. I just love it. And I would, I got chills listening to you talk about it and I would love to see it at Disneyland. But it's kind of sad. Yeah. It is. It's very, very special here. I don't want to say it puts the Epcot one to shame because that's not true. It's still the same spirit. It's just like there's no massive amounts of lights and everything is very dark and quiet. And then the heralders start and it's almost like you hear the building shake from how loud they are. So, I mean, you certainly can camp out on Main Street from park opening, but you're not going to have an up close view and you are going to be on main street all day. That is not an exaggeration. You will stand there all day just to get your spot to watch them process down main street. Wow. 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 Which let's, let's say that's a pretty amazing sight. Just like every, all the lights in the park are turned off and just this mass choir comes walking from the castle with candles in their hand. Like it's, it's oh, very special. It sounds beautiful. All right. Well, now I have candlelight processional. (laughs) But at least we could go to Florida and actually watch it, right? That's right. Exactly right. Okay. So now, Sharla, why don't you tell us a little bit about Disney Cruise Line and the very maritime cruises? Yeah. um, So we talked about the mm, Halloween of the High Seas cruises recently, and um, the same thing happens with the Halloween cruises to Christmas um, as doing the parks. As soon as Halloween is over, they do, um, they go straight into Christmas time and they do a Christmas tree in the atrium. There's Christmas trees all over the place. Uh, you can see Santa, you can see characters in their holiday sweaters. It's so fun. So much, it's been a couple of years since I've done it, but much like they do with Halloween, they'll have a Christmas party. They'll have um, different types of events and a lot of the crafts and things that they'll do will be Christmas themed. Like you could decorate Christmas cookies uh, with your with your family. They'll have Christmas type trivia, Christmas type music, and most likely some sort of um, Christmas show, um, whether it's just like in the on one of the decks or in the lobby and or the atrium. And then they will do Christmas movies on the screen above the pool as well. Yeah. And my favorite part about the Very Merry Time Cruises is Castaway Key. Have you guys yes. ever been to Castaway yes, Key at yes, the house? Yes. <gasps> yes. I've been for oh, New Year's Eve and it's, it's so cute. So they, they'll have, I, thank you, Sarah. I completely forgot. They will have um, snowmen, but they're not snowmen. They're sandmen because it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's the beach. Um, they have, um, and they're wearing like little scarves and stuff, but they're all made of sand it is absolutely adorable yeah I love the uh, I love the antlers on the the 
trams, <laughs> you know, the mm-hmm. tram shuttle. Yeah. Yes. They, they pick you up at the boat and take you down to all the different beaches. And they've got like antlers and big red noses on the front of them. And oh my gosh, they're just so funny. Yes. A castaway key at the holidays is probably one of my favorite places. Um, and then Charla, I don't know what this note means. Room decor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we were talking about, um, things that we could do it for the holidays and, uh, to make your, uh, to make your stay at Walt Disney World special. And one of the things that you can do is order a Christmas tree to be put in your room. Uh, the Disney florist will will come in and decorate your room so you can go out to the parks one day and then come back and your room is completely decorated yes. for, for Christmas. Yep. All right. Okay. So Charlotte got her one that we forgot to talk about in now. Heather, I know you have one too. What did we forget at Disneyland? Oh my gosh. It's the most important one and I can't believe I forgot. So like Disney, like for Halloween, Disneyland does snacks really well. So all around the park, they have special, um, special Christmas treats. And this year, a brand new one, which I will go and ch- taste and report back, is sugar plum churros. Which, what? Okay, I, sugar plum churros. I mean, I was already down for the gingerbread and the peppermint churros, but let's try the sugar plum. I'm super excited. But um, the most famous snack that Disneyland has are their candy canes so it used to be just at candy palace in disneyland but now it is there and trolley treats in california adventure um and certain days throughout the holiday season the um confectioners at both parks will make handmade candy canes and these things are massive they're probably like a foot and a half long and about an inch and a half in diameter Um, and you can go and you can watch them make it but if you want to purchase one you have to get to the park super early and as soon as the gates open go immediately to either one of those locations and get in line and they hand out wristbands and it's one wristband per person and one wristband entitles you to purchase one candy cane that day Um, and I think think that they only really give out like 120 wristbands for the entire day Um, just because you know they're handmade so it's not made by a machine they can't turn them out that fast Um, and if you go to the Disneyland website I'm sure they'll have the dates listed because it is not every day it's just certain days of the week um, late December through um, I want to say Christmas Eve I love it do they taste good that's what I want to know. Oh my gosh, they taste so good. And and you don't if you don't want to buy one, you can certainly just walk up to the Candy Palace or Trolley Treats and watch them being made, which is just a fun picture op anyway. Um, but yeah, no, they're really, really good. Um, it's just it's a lot of work to get a candy cane, but it's it's more the tradition and yeah. the experience to be able to say that you have a Disneyland yeah. candy cane. Well, of course, now you know what I'm thinking. Is that I wonder if I can make candy canes. Of course you can. Well, you probably can, but they're not <laughs> Disneyland candy canes. Well, now I have to. But if you I make one, one I want one sent to my house, please. Well, now I have to go and watch them make it to see if it's something that I can do, you know? Well, come on. You come and we'll go together and maybe we'll be there early enough that we can get a wristband. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's a sort of a brief overview. And of course, you know, we know that we are missing things. This is not literally, this is not every single thing that is available at the holidays. Um, Do just want to, you know, mention that every once in a while, you'll see a reference to, um, you know, Hanukkah or other, you know, holidays that, you know, other you know, religions and, and people celebrate at other times of the year. So, but I will admit it is, it is primarily Christmas and, you know, Every once in a while, I do sort of walk through the parks and think, 
you know, would it kill you to add a menorah here or there? Would it kill you, you know? Like, oh, 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 I, I was at Disneyland this past weekend and they are, it's very pitiful. There's only one tiny little section, but they have their Hanukkah merchandise out and they have beautiful, I mean, beautiful stained glass stars of David. Uh-huh. Um that you like you would hang up but then on top of that they have like I almost like little tapestries with the same colors and then a really fun dreidel set oh, where all cute. the dreidels are the oh, Disney characters oh, so I'm like I kind of oh, just good. want those yeah so they they're they're starting to make an effort it is nowhere near on the scale of all the Christmas merchandise but it was I actually stopped in my tracks and went oh like it's just beautiful. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. And I have to say, it's one of the things that I really appreciate about sort of Epcot and the Festival of the Holidays is all of the different storytellers from all of the different country. Because of course, um, you know, in countries like Morocco and you know, it, you know, Tokyo and you know, or Japan. Tokyo is not a country. I know that. <laughs> in Japan, China. You know, I love hearing about all of the different holiday celebrations from all the different cultures and all around the world. It's one of my favorite things. So if you're in Epcot and you see the signs, they're all signs, um, and the storytellers come out sort of periodically throughout the day. So pay attention. Um, and if you see them, stop and watch them because they're really just fascinating. And I will say, though, that uh, the Candlelight Processional is the only overtly religious or Christian thing that's there. But everything is, like Sarah said, mainly Christmas. But it's it's very secular except it's for secular the Candlelight Christmas. Processional mm-hmm. itself. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I would agree with that. It's a very secular Christmas. Yep. It's um, just some, something festive. for everybody. Yeah, love it. It's my favorite. All right. So in our Patreon extra, we're going to be getting a little more in depth about what some of our personal favorite things are um, about the holidays at Disney. Um, You know, each, you know, if you, if you could do one thing this holiday season at Disney, what would we be doing? So if you're supporting us on Patreon, that will be available for you to listen to. If you're not supporting us on Patreon, why not? Why not? We need your help. And thank you, thank you so much to our new supporters this week. Yes, we've had a few new supporters and we appreciate you so, so much. So um, you can, if you'd like to help out, you know, two, five, ten dollars a month, whatever you can contribute is very much appreciated and it helps offset some of the expenses that are involved with doing the website and the podcast. You can do that at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Pinterest. Uh, And all of those links are on our website, which is DisneyParkPrincess.com. Now, next week, we're going to be pre-recording, actually, because Heather and Sharla both have a fair amount of travel coming up between the two of them. So exciting. But that's going to be a listener Q&A episode. So be sure to tune in next week. So thanks so much, guys. Thanks. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. 